Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Porras from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission, to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams. And with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here in New York is 646-929-2893. Again, 646-929-2893. You will be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in and ask questions. Tonight's guest, Raleigh R. Pinsky, is the author of the international best-selling 101 Ways to Promote Yourself, with over 100,000 in print and published in several languages, plus many other books and CDs on the topic of branding, marketing, and public relations. Regarded as an expert in these topics and someone who is often called upon by the media, appearing on over 150 radio and TV talk shows and in 48 magazines and newspaper articles, you can learn more about Raleigh at RaleighRPinsky.com and at PromoteYourself.com. Raleigh Pinsky, are you with me? Hi there. Hi, Raleigh. How are you? I'm a happy camper tonight. How are you? I'm a, I'm a happy camper, too. So uh, I'm a happy coach camper. Ah, <laughs> cool. But did you bring a flashlight? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're in, in camp at night. Always. Very you good. You never know. You never know. So you're somebody that I have... I have technically known you. Now it's I think it's thirty years. Yes, I, yeah, you're right. Thirty years based on amazing? my time continuum calculator, which I <laughs> bought recently. Isn't that wild? Yes, thirty we, years. We met wow. when I was at Showtime many Showtime. moons ago. Showtime. I love that. Showtime. <laughs> I, I had a reputation when I worked at Showtime for why I would answer the phone uh, that way. It always occurred to me that Showtime was, it should be like a show, right? So yes, I would pick up the think. phone. I was in the public relations department. I would pick up the phone. Showtime, Andy Porter speaking. How can I help you? You know, actually, it was a public relations department. I was like, <laughs> I, and people go, is this a recording? <laughs> And I say, no, <laughs> you want a recording? <laughs> we can arrange that. <laughs> and most everybody else at the, you know, at the, at the company back in, and these were the, the, uh, the, those halcyon days, if you'd like to call them, the, the, the days of building the, you know, this was not yet the big thing the cable is today. It was fairly brand new. Though. And most people would answer the phone, oh, hello, showtime. How can I help you? <laughs> I'm going, what's wrong with these people? It's showtime. Come on. We're having a show. <laughs> I know. So I, I, I know. I, uh, I, used to, I used to work with a lot of people at RCA and uh-huh. NBC. And, um, and so so they'd, they'd, be, they'd be the people that were feeding the guests. I mean, not mean feeding the guests, but mm-hmm. giving the guests to, the, to, the, to NBC, to CBS, and VH1. Mm-hmm. And in those days, VH1 was just like you were you were Showtime. You were just it was like bumping into walls, wondering where you were going. They were just setting up. It was people didn't know it was so much fun. This was right after it was VH0. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Oh no, but there was 
those and those are the days when we had MT, you know, MTV was just music, really, mm. pretty much. Like, but they had music videos. The, the I old, the old days. That. Oh my goodness! We were bringing back all these memories. Yeah. Wow. Know. So that was like you know nineteen nineteen eighty two. I had a I had a whole lot of hair. <laughs> back then, it was a great time for me <gasps> and my hair. And we could write a poem, me and my hair. Me and my hair. <laughs> and uh, and then you know years go by, and I you know of course we lost touch. I I, I um, you know last remember having lunch with you somewhere, and you had this wonderful leather jacket that, that was like your. You're really Are you the one? Jacket. I never got it. I never got it back. Are you the one? It's in my attic uh, with uh, with my mother. No, no, there. I no, I didn't take your leather jacket, but you had your leather jacket. I didn't have your have your anyway. Um, but uh, but but we digress a bit. Um, and and then years go by. You know, I, I haven't heard from you. You know, we lose track. So those are the days before things like email, and it was easy to stay in touch. We had no Facebook and. You had to use a pen and a paper if you, you know, wanted to keep in touch with and stamps if you remember those things. Stamps. Stamps. Um, but some years go by, and I'm in the airport. I don't remember where I was coming from. It was you know some business trip, and I'm in the airport killing time at the bookstore, and I see 101 ways to promote yourself, Raleigh Pinsky, and I bought it. And this copy says I'm looking in the I'm looking in it. Copyright 1997. Yes. So that's um, I, I, it doesn't say what edition it was, but it was okay. This is 19 the 1999. So I bought this in 1999. First Avon Books trade paperback printing. Mhm. How do you like them apples? I do like them apples. I've had the, that, the this book, book the all book these apple. years sitting here. That's amazing. That is yeah. so totally amazing. Is it dog-eared? Um, no, no it's cat-eared. It's <laughs> a, you know, a little nicer. And um, that book has sold over 150,000 copies. Now, by the way, I'm just curious. What is the current price of the book? If you oh, know, that, that, that's very funny that you say that. Why did you ask that? Because I'm looking at the price then, and it was like you know, you know, it's oh. like well, back in my day, it was a nickel uh-huh. for a car. It, it's still 16.95. Well, I think. it was 12.50 back back in the oh, no, oh, then it's up. Yes, yeah, up four point. Yeah. There, there were two. There were two sizes. There was a, um, I think they call it a mass market, mm-hmm. which is the size of the romance novels and the, you know, the James Bond stuff. Right. And that sold for six ninety five. <clears throat> wow. And then two years later, that was nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Two years later, they realized because from in the two years, I think they sold eighty thousand copies, at six dollars and ninety five cents. And they probably they I I can see them all now just going like the you know the, I had I I could have had a V eight thing you know when mm-hmm. you hit your head or or even what me worry it was like <laughs> oh man you know look at the money we lost we're putting out a mass market immediately I mean a a trade paperback right. immediately I asked them to do trade paperback no they said that this book's never going to sell you know we don't sell these kind of books blah, blah, blah. they didn't know that there was a secret bullet. Mm. That was waiting, just waiting, because it was a secret one that would blow this whole thing wide open. And the secret bullet. Now put your put your hands over your eyes and your mouth. Cause I'm, I'm actually should I should I do a drum roll because I have one. Oh, Would you could, like a drum yeah, roll? Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. The secret bullet was 
Raleigh Pinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I like that drum roll. Oh, Thank I really like that. That was class. That was class. I got that from some guy yeah. named, uh, I can't think of his name. Smash. Crash, I think they called him. Smash. Buddy, Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Rich. That's who. Oh, was. yeah, right. <laughs> he left it to me in his will. In Chicago, one thing. yeah. He went all the way to Chicago to yeah. get it. But I, I was in PR. I mean, I had a PR agency. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I, I I put a book out. What am I going to do? Just but I got to tell you a funny story. I had I had written two other books before that. One was in 1991, and it was called The Zen of Hype, H Y P E. I'm in PR. Okay. So I I get this. I I finished this book. It was a uh, uh, printed by Carol Publishing. So I I do this book, and I'm sitting there with the book with a box of books. They sent me, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. How do I promote this? Girl Scouts Honor, right? I'm the PR person. Mm-hmm. At that point, my my clients my clients were a chicken soup for the soul, you know, a lot of um, um, music clients, Bowie, Sting, McCartney, uh, uh, Deborah Harry, Blondie, a, mm. a list of just a list of people. And I'm sitting there with this book, and I'm going, how do I promote this? I've never promoted a book. I've only promoted. Chicken soup for the soul. Hello. Yeah. So I sit there and I'm looking. Well, you did. At myself. You did pretty well with that, didn't you? Uh. uh. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying, well, okay, I, this can't be that hard. Uh. <laughs> so I write down how to promote a book as if I were third, a third person, mm-hmm. third party. So I. So now I decide that I'm going to try and promote this myself, and it's almost like, let me see what everybody else does. This is really interesting. Okay. So I I dial the number of a local station in L.A., and I start my spiel, and the guy says, oh, well, he said, I'm just the engineer. He said, would you mind um, if if the producer calls you back when he returns from lunch? And I said, oh, no, that would be terrific. I thank you so much. Hang up the phone, you know, go on my merry business, Mm -hmm. have lunch, do this, do that. Phone rings about two, three hours later. I answer the phone. The Raleigh group, how may I help you? And he said, Susan Smith, please. Now, Susan Smith was me. Mm. I decided that I need that. You, you know, when you when you print and when you do something, people don't like to talk to the author or the they like to talk to the celebrity, but not the author because the author begs, please put, please do right. that, please get you know. So they don't want to do anything like that. <clears throat> so. So I I I did a, a pseudonym and I became Susan Smith. I thought that was very white bread, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a name, uh, innocuous. So he says, he says, um, uh, Susan Smith, please. And I say, oh, I'm sorry, you must have the wrong number. And I hang up. Three hours, four hours had gone by. I forgot I called. I, <laughs> I was doing oh, no. things. Oh yeah. So he must have had me on speed dial or replay. But as soon as I put the phone down, the phone rings, and I and. And he says, Susan Smith, please. And now I saw where it was from. I, I, I just, I mean, I just knew where it was from. He said, he said, Susan Smith, please. And I went, oh, hi. So, uh, Susan, c- could you hold on, please? I'll be right there. Yeah, I'm, I'll, let me go get her. And I put it on hold. <laughs> I come back. And I go, oh, hello. This is, this is Susan Smith. How may I help you? <laughs> oh, my God. That's wonderful. <laughs> So when I finally got over the pitch and, and and looked in the mirror, I just stood there and I pointed at the mirror, <laughs> you know, just laughed for, for hours. <laughs> this is like, you know, the three faces of Eve, the publisher. Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
it was great. It was great. I, I tell that story a lot. I love that story. But but, but that's that's what it was. So then I you know I did another book um, a while later. Uh, you can hype anything. And then I I did 101 ways to promote yourself. So I've I've been very busy. <laughs> I got car- carpal tunnel <laughs> mm-hmm. from 101 ways, and uh, that took a while to, to. And I said I'm never going to write another book again. And then about four years later, I wrote a book. I wrote a whole series of workbooks mm. that I am now turning into a very lovely webinar series that's nice. probably going to come either in, in December or January. But it's it's eight modules. It's got video. It's like who who who's doing this? And mm. Raleigh, 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 look in the mirror. <laughs> stop this, stop this. <laughs> this is Susan Smith. Don't do that. <laughs> And, and by the way, I'll ask you. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a seed in your mind right now that we can talk about at the end of the show. Here's a seed. I, I didn't talk to you about this beforehand, but if you want to think about uh, offering any kind of a, a discount to my listeners who take that webinar, you can we can come back to that at the end of the show. Oh, if it comes right. to you. If it oh, comes to you, you know, that would be, that'll be a nice I would love thing. to, absolutely. You know, code word, Coach's Corner, or something like that, where they you know you <laughs> came from me, you know, Coach Andrew. Or, Coach Andrew. Man with no hair. Whatever you want to use. Man with no hair. Yes. <laughs> that would be very cool. <laughs> so I actually, you know, one of the things you, you, you're bringing up, and it's making me think hard, and particularly 101 ways to promote yourself. Now, I know a lot of people, and, and you just showed showed me uh, an example, a lot of people find it it's really challenging to promote yourself, uh, even if it might be easy to promote others. In fact, my brother... Uh, is a PR guy, and he he promotes a lot of other people, but it's very challenging for him to promote his own his other area of life, which is he is a really terrific uh, singer with the CDs out of the West Coast. Ah. And I know, to, you know, that he that it's always a challenge when you're when you're the product, and it's not a third party. So, other than other than the 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 Susan Smith. Uh, approach, which is great. Uh, what other ideas do you have that would make it easier for somebody to get past themselves when they're doing self-promotion? It's a very good question that, that you ask because it's a very serious question and it's extremely meaningful. Mm-hmm. I, I do, uh, I'm, a, I'm a professional speaker, as you know, and I, mm-hmm. I travel all over the world. And one of my favorite topics and, and a topic that is received well is conquering the fear of self-promotion, or how to conquer the fear of promoting yourself. You know, it mm-hmm. depends on. <laughs> you give them the title, they they change it. So I I have I have a picture of someone in the audience. This is how this this happens. I mm-hmm. no matter no matter what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter if I'm in Dubai and I'm talking about networking. I, I always start out with how to promote yourself, and this this is usually what happens. I uh, I say to the people in the audience, I want you to look at your right shoulder, and I want you to say hi ma. And then I say I want you to look at your left shoulder, and I'd like you to say hi dad, dad, daddy, father, however you mm-hmm. say it. I want you to look above your head, and I want you to say hello to all your aunts, uncles, nannies, uh, anyone who has taken care of you, even your dog. Mm. 
Okay. And I just I just want you to say hi, y'all. And they said, now, I want you very carefully. Do you see the the door in the back? That's wide open. But on the count of three, you're going to take a deep, deep breath. You're going to blow it out. You're going to turn around and you're going to blow it out the door. We're going to close the door because what we don't want any of those people, any of those nannies, um, aunts, uncles, mothers, fathers, we don't want them in this room because they're going to sit on your shoulder and they're going to whisper things in your ear. And what do you think they're going to whisper? And usually there's a little bit of silence. And someone, some brave soul, will will hold their hold their hand up, and they will say, "You're not good enough." Mm. Now you know where this is coming from, mm-hmm. and, and you want to go down, and you want to take this person and hold their head and and go, "Ah, baby," being a female who takes care of people, right? Because uh, I I just know the pain that this person has to have said this, and I thank them for being honest, and I uh, anyone else. And all of a sudden, two, three, four, five, six hands are popping up. Really interesting. And I call on them, and one says, I'm not pretty enough. One will say, my mother wanted to be what I want to be, so she won't let me be what I want to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them says, um, I have acne since I was a child, and uh, I don't want people to see it, so I'm afraid to show my face. I can do the radio, but I don't want to go on television. Now, nobody said anything about television or you know speaking in, in front of people. It's just very interesting what people come up with. And and so we, we talk a little bit about that. I don't ask them to. If they don't want to, they don't have to. But some of them, and they only get a minute or two, but they're very heartfelt. And, they, and they, it comes from teachers. It comes from parents. It comes from... Um, just even even people bosses, and so they they tell the stories of of why they were afraid to promote themselves because of things that were said to them as they were mostly as they were a child when they were a child uh, when they were in uh, first couple of grades even in high school damaging damaging things uh, children on a path and they and they just stopped dead in their tracks because of, mm. of words 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 are. Words can be very powerful and have many meanings. So conquering the fear of promotion so that you can write a book and go out and promote it. Uh, it's so, I, so to get back to, to the scenario in, in the room, sure. so I say, okay, so everybody's finished now. Everybody's finished. They've said their piece. They've, I said, okay, now, everybody turn around, take a deep breath, blow it out the door, close the door, quickly, close the door, close the door. Everybody, close the door. Push, push, push. Okay doors closed. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're still in here. I want everybody to shake out the tablecloth, okay, and your pant legs and your skirt because they're tenacious. They're tenacious. They don't want to leave. They want to hang on, and they want to do what they have to do to you. So everybody, one more time, just look, look, open the door real quick, real quick. Out, 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 gone. Now everybody take a big, deep breath, and everybody goes, You don't have to worry about them because they're down the hall. They're all down the hall, and Mm -hmm. uh, we're having movies, and we're having popcorn. If you want to collect them on the way home, if not, well, too bad for them. Right. (laughs) You know, one of those kind of things. And I'm telling you, it makes such a difference 
They're now they're now chatty Cathy. They're uh, they're saying hello. You know how you always do those exercises: stand up, turn to the other person, tell them who you are. It's like it's like a whole new thing for them. And then we sit down and we talk about how do you feel about what you just did versus when you came in here before we blew them out the door. And this this goes on for another 15, 20 minutes, sometimes more, sometimes less, and they talk about the difference that they feel without them on their shoulders. Now, granted, when they leave, um, some of them will have retained what this is or been Mm -hmm. in a place where they can hold up against uh, the tyranny that they've they've been swathered with. Right. And, and otherwise the people will go back because they haven't had the second infusion. So I maintain uh, I maintain a presence with them and we write back and forth and we have lovely discussions on this. Talk about coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is um, conquering the fear of promotion. It is huge. It is huge. And it's always lovely when you get a few of of these wonderful clients to actually go on television, not just radio, but on television and on the internet. Go on, uh, be you know, be interviewed on internet talk shows. Wonderful. So you're doing a great job, and I thank you for doing a blog talk radio show. Oh, you're welcome. I had one, Mm -hmm. had one uh, two years ago, I think it was for about two years. It was called the Attitude of Gladitude. Gratitude. Yes, because I do believe that gratitude is is not the end all be all. Mm. I think that there are a lot of people who are grateful, who are still not happy. You know, there but for the grace of God go I kind of people. Right. Sure. You know, and the, with the with the hitting the chest and the you know, <laughs> well, I'm grateful, but you know, I, I wish you say you hadn't have done that. Mm. <laughs> Things like that. Uh, so, so I, I, I coined. I, I didn't realize that there was a, a phrase called gratitude. It's not very well known. If you look in, in Google, it's it's just minimal. But it was a combination of glad and and the attitude from grat. And I just believe that in order that that gratitude in the order of things is the highest, and gratitude comes under that platitude. <laughs> not really. It's not the same word, but. But gratitude is 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 halting. A gratitude when you are glad, there's nothing else around you that's not. Mm. Nothing in you that's not. So I, I once I was giving a talk in Texas, down in Houston, to <laughs> to these wonderful um, wonderful women, and I I I walk out on the stage and I introduce myself as always. Um, oh, I by the way do not allow anyone to introduce me. Really? Consider yourself Tell me why. consider yeah can consider yourself uh, uh blessed this evening by by Raleigh by oh. me by Susan because I don't feel I don't like to hear them read they're mm-hmm. so they're just so bland mm-hmm. and I am not a bland person mm. neither are you Why and thank so, you <laughs> and I I just I sit there like <sighs> And I watch the other people just playing with their fingers and talking to other people. Okay, all right, all right, next. Okay, where's the speaker? Where's the speaker? So this is what I do. And it's a, if, if I could trademark this, if you were allowed to trademark something like this, I would have it all over me. But it is what is known as my signature speech. You know right. that terminology? Okay. And anyone, anywhere, if I see anybody duplicate it, I just run up and I, I just jump on their back. Okay. Take them down. <laughs> <laughs> Twist their arm, and they never do it again. 
So so I this is how it works. I come from the back, mm-hmm. up the aisle. Hello, 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 hello. Now you have to understand on the screen is a picture of me. But they're not looking at that. They're looking at me coming up. Hello, 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 hello. I get up on the stage and I say, I want to welcome you on behalf of Raleigh Pinsky. Thank you so much for coming out to hear what she has to say. You'll absolutely love it. She is the you know, the author of all these books. She's been on radio, television, blah, blah, blah. And I always, I'm very, I, I, I watch the audience because some of the audience is just looking at me. Some of them are not at all looking. And then there's a portion of them that's looking up at the screen and looking at me, mm-hmm. and then looking up at the screen and pointing, you know, poking the next to the person next to them, and then you know, pointing and and I just go on with this whole thing, and I say, so after I'm finished, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome your speaker for the morning, Miss Raleigh R. Pinsky. <sighs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And everybody claps, and and yeah. and I and I start to come off the stage. I take a few steps to go down the, into the audience, out, out the back door, and I just look at everybody. I stop dead in my tracks. I look at everybody. I turn around. I come back up to the platform. To the platform. I give a huge curtsy. I look at I look at the, the the picture. I turn around and I say, "How do you do? I am Raleigh R. Pinsky." And they la- some people laugh, some people go, ah! <laughs> it's, huh. it's a hoot. <laughs> I love it. And I have been doing this for 32 years. Mm. I have done it in France. I have done it in, in, in South America. I've done it in Dubai. I've done it in Abu Dhabi. I've done it in Canada. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> you know, but normally, by the way, like my, I did the fairly Great introduction. My my introductions are usually more personal and effusive, but it's uh, to me it's part of like the whole uh, what I call third party edification of getting somebody ready to hear you. Well, sure, and I am and I am that third party edification. Yes. The point of the whole thing is, and I turn to the audience and I say, "All righty, why do you think I interviewed my in, um, in, in, introduced myself?" Mm-hmm. There are people who will say from the audience, I can always count on them, because the other person that was supposed to do it didn't show up. <laughs> I say, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say right. Or, and then somebody will say, because, and the final answer that, that comes up is, because you know yourself best. Mm. And I and I say, that's right. And that's what we're talking about here tonight. We're talking about conquering the fear of promotion. And you are the only one that knows yourself best to be able to conquer that fear. You can go to, to Mo and you can go to Joe and you can go to <laughs> Sam and you can but they can't absolute they can tell you what to do, but you are the only one that can do it. And that's why I introduce myself. Because I'm the only one that can do it. Hmm. I have to get up there on stage and be that person that you have come to see. So then you have to get up there. Now, how do we do this? And then I go into the, the litany of the physical, the emotional, the mental, you know, all, all, of the, all of the powers that be that bring them into who they are and what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I I I ask them if they would like to be. I don't have a membership program for something like this, and I really don't want to. But okay. uh, 
but I just I just keep in touch with them. They're allowed to call me or, or email me and ask me questions if they are about to be on radio, about to be on television. I will not talk to them or on a, on a talk show such as this. I will not go through. I've already talked to them about, you know, I've given an hour, sometimes a two-hour, sometimes a three-hour talk on this, on this. And if they haven't gotten the, I want to say a, um, like a platform, their own platform to stand on. Sure. They have they have handouts. They have a talk. Then then they have to do the work in between. And then they tell me they call me and they say I'm going to be on, you know X Y Z radio station, and and on this date and I just want some some tips or some and fine. And then we talk. We talk for a while and we get it down. It's wonderful. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to stick with the... <laughs> stick with the what? I'm going to stick with the way I do it. <laughs> well, hey, you know, whatever For works. For now. Whatever works. Well, maybe in the future when I'm the guy speaking, because I'm also, I'm I'm working on a book, which I'm not going to talk about tonight, but I'm working on a book too. So at one point, I will be one of those. Oh, thank you very much. Well, big time. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first, or maybe second or third. <laughs> are you going sure. to do Kindle, or are you going to do um, a, an outright book book? Uh, a book book. Are you going to self-publish this book book? We don't know yet. It's, okay. You know, it's a little too soon to tell um, if uh, you know what you know what's going to happen from that. Well, if if you will if you will allow me one wonderful tip that, that in today's publishing world. The mm-hmm. real publishing world. Yes. Which e-books are real publishing, however, the, yes. the hardcover publishing books, and well, hardcover, softcover. But they're, they are waiting now. They have learned that if three million plus people are, have published an e-book, mm-hmm. then they're looking for the breakdown in the genres to actually find out what book is going to sell. Mm. How's that one for you? They're 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 using Amazon, and and the the Kindle, the Nook, all the other all the other uh, products. They're they're looking to see who is buying them, mm-hmm. and then that those are the people that they will then key in on zero in and then buy that book and publish it for them. So Unless, translate course, that uh, into a specific action. Be more specific to me. What so, do you mean? Meaning, based on what you're saying, what would you recommend that somebody do who's like now starting to write a book? Just what I just said. Put it out on Kindle. Okay, so that's what I wasn't quite getting. That. Yeah, put it out you're on saying, Kindle. You're saying put it out on Kindle. And you know Amazon. Mm-hmm. And which has both both it'll take in hard copies and and Kindle. Okay. And what I mean by hard copies, hard copy and soft copy. You know, published books. <clears throat> And mm-hmm. and they and they also have a Kindle version. They have a little space for Kindle version, and they monitor the Kindle sales. So you don't have to have a, a, a regular book. You can just put a Kindle up on Amazon, and it can sell for ninety nine cents to nine up to nine dollars. I think might be twelve ninety five. I'm not sure. I think I saw one the other day, but that's about it. They don't want it to go. But you could still cause... do that and have a a physical copy. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is is that if you want the publishing houses to come after you, 
Yes. To publish the book, mm-hmm. they are. That's how they're. That's how they're looking at them now. Really. Yes. They're okay. they're monitoring the the sale now. Here's here's how it used to be, and I, I I don't know if you know this or not, but here's how it used to be. The the um. You you went and you got a book. You got the publishers to publish your book. Right. That's where it was. Even even the the um the self publishing books were not really out yet. This is maybe ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It was just okay. starting for the self published books to come out. Because people like me were teaching that. <laughs> well they had self published books. They had self published books a long time ago, but they were very you know, very limited run and very expensive and, and you, you, it was like Those were vanity, vanity press, press. That's what they called it. Yeah. Mostly they were called vanity press. Yeah. Okay. And you pay two thousand, three thousand right. dollars. Yeah, to, to have them published. By the way, they still have that. There are companies out there, very very fine companies, not people who will take you, that do that, that still do that. If you want a hard-bound copy or a, mm-hmm. a soft-bound copy, yes. you, there are companies that's, that still do that. And so you don't have to go through the um, – and you pay sometimes i think it's uh, either 3 or 4000 mm-hmm. dollars they promote it for you etc cetera, etc cetera, and so forth so it's kind of a snap in the finger and it's it's still called vanity press for those people who thumb their nose up at it right. but 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 when these <laughs> books start up start appearing in amazon you know with with very high rankings and on and in uh, washington in in the um, wall street journal and the new york times you know, the, the world all of a sudden had turned. Yes. And the worm had turned. Never mind, the world had turned. Huh. So now you have a turn with Kindle. Uh, a, about a month ago, I was reading um, the uh, New York Times, uh, the Thursday list of the, the books, uh, the top, mm-hmm. what is it, top 20, I think. And, and in it, unbeknownst to me, I, I, I'm reading, reading, reading down who's, in, who's published, blah, blah, blah. And there are now two unpublished Kindle books in this list. Yes, yes. I did a jig. I was so impressed. Two, two Kindle books in the the New York Times top 100 or top 20 or whatever it is. Well, the jig is up, see? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I noticed that you, you are saying only... Kindle, uh, does that mean that the other ones, like the Nook, they're not not up there? They're not. They're not as um, they're not as pumped <laughs> as as, as mm-hmm. the Kindle, but they are. They are there. But you know, now all of the books are coming through on iPad. You know, you can download right. them on iPad. It's 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 wonderful what's happened. It's it's just amazing. Well, I, I have what's, a Kindle app on my phone. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, a Kindle app. Yes, and I've read books on there. I had, in fact, uh, one of my guests uh, a while ago. Uh, I wasn't able to get her book in time, so I got the Kindle version of it. Yes, uh, and I was able to read that. And I also read like they have a lot of free things. Like I read the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Yes, they do. They do have a lot of free things. The, uh, there are a lot of people are putting their books up there for the the ni- even the ninety nine cent people are putting mm-hmm. it up from for the next sixty days. My book will be there for free, mm. and so it's there for that time frame. You know, from the time you got it 
that you downloaded it to the time that's either a 30 a 30 day or a 60 day and or a 90 day and then it's off you you it it, it disappears it disappears from your kindle uh-huh oh really uh-huh yeah it's wow. free it's free and and it's a gift and then boom it's off and if you want to keep it then you have to buy it that is something Imagine, like, if your library and that you've had in your house for years, like, just disappeared in the middle of the night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but... Where did the books go? Well, they But expired. they're telling you this. I mean, this is an announcement. You know, this is a proud announcement from the, right, from the author of this book, and that's the way... That's the way they get uh, promotion. That's a self-promotion. self-promotion. They and granted, it's not face-to-face, but it is self-promotion. Yay! Yeah, you ever feel sometimes, you know, we, you and I go back to a, a different generation, um, you know, when we had things like, you know, rotary dial phones and what? no cell phones. And, <laughs> what's, what's that? As, as in rotary, rotary dial callers, <laughs> please stay in the line. In fact, you don't even hear that. They finally have fired all the rotary dial callers. You're you're just, you know, out of luck. Oh, my goodness. They, they don't do that anymore, but... But, what, are, know, what are the women who used to wear, wear the roller skates and go up and down the, the hello, this is Mr. Smith, hello, seven wow. and seven. You remember the plug-ins? You see the pictures of the plug-ins, the boards in the sure. 40s? Well, those ladies, that ran, they, they had roller skates because they, they couldn't get up and down faster. They, they weren't going to huff and puff and run. They gave them roller skates to do that. And, you know, it's just it's, it's so many things that have happened you know in our lifetime and then we have this this amazing convergence of technology i remember going as a child to the 1964 65 world's fair so i'm now completely dating myself um but that's okay i have to have myself home by midnight but anyway <laughs> 1964 65 world's fair and they had this thing that was the, the 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 thing that stuck in my mind almost more than anything was the picture phone exhibit by bell telephone <gasps> right and and it was oh, the opportunity wow. to talk on the, and see yourself, see the other person, and uh, and, this, and it was like a two booths, and you'd go and with like you one party would be in one booth and you'd be the other booth, and and you talk to each other. It was basically the same thing as uh, as a, a video phone today or a it's you know, webcam. Two years, very similar. It's two years shy of of a Kindle. <laughs> in 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 2014. That that process is fifty years old. It, it's just amazing. And 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 by the way, that that never happened. They, they, I remember even the in the phone book, it said, they were saying the the picture phone will be here in nineteen seventy six. Oh. And that day never came. Well, seventy six came, but that day never came. That that they would introduce that that just got abandoned. It was way too expensive. It was the, the technology was. You know, this wasn't going to happen. But now, I mean, I have my 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 desk, my my little laptop here. I have that capability right now. I can just get on Skype. I have picture phone. Isn't that amazing? Fifty yeah. years later. Well, yeah. actually, forty 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 four years later, mm. something like that. That is awesome. Oh wow! I'm going to have much more respect for my Skype now. <laughs> I'm not going to yell at it. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, no, don't don't yell at your Skype. And and, and all I can remember is my 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 mom saying, "It's like, oh, well, what if I don't want them to see me if I didn't put my makeup on?" And 
Um, That's what I meant by I'm not going to yell at my Skype. (laughs) (laughs) You look terrible. You look awesome. Don't wear that shirt. What's the matter with you? Do you have any makeup on now? Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I remember this like you know very, very vividly, and it was you know a black and white screen. It was you know very, very nothing compared to even the worst laptop with a built-in uh, a cam is better than that technology. Well, here's another one. I, I um, was a member of National Speakers Association, mm. and and um, this was probably 19, maybe 1997. Let's see, my first, I mem- remember 1993. So it was probably around 95 or 96. I was at a conference, an, an NSA conference, and there was a man at a booth, and he was talking to a woman's voice on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she was saying to him, and they had it on speakerphone, Yes, Sam, what can I do for you? Yes, Sam, what would you like? Yes, Sam, mm. I can get you that. And now we have Siri. Yeah. That's awesome. This was in the guy's it was in his car. Mm-hmm. It was primarily it was in his car and he would press the buttons and she would get phone numbers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, just like Siri. Not quite like Siri. That's uh, Siri's quite bigger but it was amazing we stood there in this booth and went oh wow they couldn't get someone to manufacture they didn't like i guess with the with the 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 video phone nobody Mm -hmm. believed that it would that it would work right nobody believed that it would be something that everybody would want well they also i mean the copper wires could not handle that kind of a capacity Oh yeah, but we didn't think of that. <laughs> they tried to sell the idea to the yeah. to the to the larger company. They they said it wouldn't work. Then they mm. weren't interested. Nobody. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's the the one thing that I you know I don't I'm I'm not an iPhone guy. I'm the I'm the other you know I'm a PC. I'm a Samsung. I'm you know Google Android. It's okay. Um, I love you anyway. Ah, oh, thank you. But the one thing that makes me wish I had an iPhone is the Siri. Yes, I agree. Especially when I see Mark Martin so sassy, uh, you know, talking about <laughs> it. That's good enough for him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He talking to me? He doesn't say that. <laughs> he should. That, that should be that should be the ringtone. <laughs> that that should be for Siri. That should be the ring. She should answer. You talking to me? <laughs> I actually downloaded. Uh, I, I I I got rid of it after about a week or two because it annoyed even me. But I had downloaded the sound that the Star Trek communicator makes, so that every time I would get like a a text message or a phone call, it would make that sound. Uh huh. Little chirp. <laughs> but I, I wanted to run my phone over after about a week, so I gave that up. <laughs> but I always thought that was a, you know, why don't they all make that sound? They should all sound like the Star Trek communicator. You should be able to open up a hailing frequency. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a very funny picture. Yes. So I, I want to you know, get go back in time with you a little bit, and you know you had all these. Uh, I want to I want to hear more about the, your your history with regard to uh, the 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 some of the celebrities you were working with early in your career because uh, they're names that are magical to me. Okay, there was Bowie and Sting, mm-hmm. McCartney, Blondie, John Lee Hooker. Um, what was his name? Don McLean. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whole bunches of people. Tell, uh, Kiss. I, yeah, you have any McCartney stories for me? 
No, I don't have any McCartney stories, but I have I have Kiss stories. Oh, I wanted a McCartney story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want them to come after me. Uh, Actually, uh, um, there was a – I got a call one day from yeah. a publishing company in San Diego, and they offered me a very large sum of money to write about this, about my, my clients. Mm-hmm. And I said no. And they upped the price. And it was substantial. I said, no. He said, don't you know what you're turning down? I said, yes. Mm. He said, why? He said, because I, I don't kiss and tell. Uh. Not going to do it. Let someone else do it. I am not interested. These are people that are my friends. They paid me money mm-hmm. to make them famous. I am not going to talk about them. Oh. And they called me for about a year. Every once in a while I would get a call from them. Have you changed your mind yet? Do you need the money? You know, all of this kind of stuff. I said, no, thank you. Miss, uh, you don't even have public stories. You have, like, public, no, no public, public stories or anything? Anecdotes? Nothing. Public stories. Yeah. Let me see. I turned down the hot, red hot chili peppers. Is that a public story? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I turned down Jefferson Starship. Is that a public story? <laughs> and, and why did you turn them down? They, well, at, at that point in time, you know, it's it's funny. You you get to know what your limit is uh-huh. as far as uh, – I mean, I'm only five feet tall. I used to be seven foot two. But I got clapped on the head so much by these <laughs> managers. Right. <laughs> you just – I mean, where's there to go after five feet? <laughs> and when, when, so, you do, when you do work for this, these kind of people, do you d- generally deal with them directly or do you deal with somebody in between you and them? It depends on the act. Um, Gene Simmons demanded to be the front person. Right. Deborah Harry demanded to be the front, the front person until um, a big time manager came in and said, "You're not talking to them anymore." Right. You're coming with me, kid. And so it it depended, but nobody nobody would say that to to Gene Simmons. Uh, You're actually leading me somewhere else, uh, which is interesting. So I'm thinking about now. Um, now, I know you're not a, a Twitter person, but uh, a lot of people now, we, we, we have these things called social media campaigns. That's not true. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to say that differently. Okay. I do have a Twitter account. I do have about 300 followers, and I follow about 300 people. I am just I, – I, I have t- 2,011 on my Facebook. Right, but I'm, but so, I'm know, not saying I'm, you don't have Twitter, but are you – I would say if you were a Twitter person, you would probably have 50,000 Twitter followers. Well, I thank you. I'm I just saying. That much, that, but yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh-huh. so Twitter's like not necessarily per se, but the social media, per, uh, the whole area of social media, Facebook would be included. Um, there are a lot of uh, well-known people who uh, manage their own social media, and a lot of them who have teams or they have a person, like William yeah. Shatner doesn't do it. He's involved with it. He may talk to the person every day. He has his own little signature, but he actually has somebody do it for him. Yes. Right. There are certain people, and sometimes they get in trouble, like Alec Baldwin yes. uh, has gotten himself in a whole lot of trouble because he is he is his Twitter team. Yes. So uh, uh, Justin Bieber, um, the the other guy uh, that took, um, you know, the the three guys or whatever it is. What's what's his name? The, Debbie the, Den, Den, the three sopranos? What do you, <laughs> what are you what? Pa- Pavarotti? Moore, or what, what Moore, Moore's husband. 
Moore's husband. Oh, oh, uh, Jack, Kush, 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 Kim, Kush. yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah. He has his own. A lot of the uh, country western people have. Yeah, but their he own. was they like uh, kind of. He was like saying, "I'm, I'm going to give it over to a team because he had said something that pissed so many people off." He just said, "I'm yeah. taking myself." I don't know if that still if that held, but that was his intention. Well, he, these people were being very honest about mm-hmm. who they were and what they thought, and that's that's what the fans love. Yes. And the fans even love to write the nasty stuff back. Right. It's they're, they're in communication with this untouchable person. Right. That's basically and And you know as well as I do, people like that go out and go, I talked to Sting the other day, yes. I'll say. Of course. <laughs> you know, and everybody goes, oh! And now all of a sudden, they themselves are the the celebrity. So a lot of, uh, there are myriad people like that. I mean, I had them even without a Twitter, you know, before even Twitter and Facebook, they would do things like that. They would come and leave notes at the office. They would they would stand up. Oh, I, I represented a lot of soap opera stars, very hmm. famous, the top echelon in, in soap opera. And these people would stand outside of 250 West 57th Street waiting for these people. They, I, they knew that they came and had an appointment with me. I have no mm. idea. But they would be out there in the rain, the snow, the street, the hail, and they would have their, their cameras and their, would you sign my, my uh, TV guide or what, you know, soap opera, soap opera soap digest. digest yeah. Soap opera digest. And, and I was amazed. They, they, these people would go on tour, and one of my clients was John Wesley Shipp, who was Guiding Light, oh, okay. um, the, the, the man on Guiding Light. And we went somewhere, don't remember what it was, and they had a, like a panel of soap opera people from Los Angeles and New York, and, and John came, and I am the <coughs> wrangler. Now, John Wesley Shipp is about 6'3". I am 5 feet tall. I am <laughs> supposed to... I'm supposed to go in front of him, behind him, and each on, on each side as simultaneously, and get him through this crowd to get up to the. Apparently, this uh, it was in a um, like a supermarket, and they didn't have it wasn't a stage. They didn't have wings, you know, so you couldn't protect these people mm-hmm. from going. And they had to come through the crowd, and they had then they had to get him. This poor guy, if if he were my size, he would have never lived, you know. But he, I just said to him. And he's very—he's a very nice man, and he would stop to sign autographs. And I would—I would say, I, I kicked him in the knee. I, I was as far as I can go. I kicked him in the knee, and I said, "Stop that! No more. We're out of here. You know, just walk, 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 walk." And I actually pushed him. I, I had to push him. He was being inundated and being squeezed, and I—I I didn't punch anybody or you know, do anything like that. I would smile very calmly and say, "We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Let us through. We'll be back." <laughs> you know what? He got up on the stage. He did his thing, and luckily they were able. They got guards in. Then they didn't know what was going to happen in the supermarket. They had no idea. Thousands of screaming, equal men and women. Unbelievable. Well, I, I was at one time in my oh. life. I was a soap opera addict. Well, then you know. I went to S. You know S. Uh, S. O. A. No, you. Didn't. I no, I didn't. But I was, I was, I was one of those. Don't you I was one of those digest. people who I was, in, in especially, in, and I had a VHS, you know, machine, and I would tape all the ABC soap operas. Oh wow! Um, except Ryan's Hope. Yeah, well, now all the Ryan's Hope people are gonna call me. How dare you? 
Yeah, like, so these well, people were from um, all my children. Yeah, that, that all my children. So, they were my friends. Life to all live my children. General Hospital. Guiding Light. General. Uh, no, not no. They were in L.A. This is in New York. This was a, a Guiding Light. All my children. Um, oh, I, Alan Fawcett was on it. Uh, oh, I forgot the name of it. Oh well. Oh well, but it was. I enjoyed it immensely. But it was to have to take these people out, even with guards. The guards in the in the supermarkets in the in the in the public they would get tromped on. These people had no. They, they were their stars. They talked to them. They wrote them letters. Those people wrote back to them. They knew everything about them, every single thing from soap opera digest. And they and we were the scourge. We were mm. we were pre- we were preventing them from being with their people. Oh my goodness! Hey, I got a piece of gossip for you. I mean, it's okay. it's gossip from thirty years ago, twenty five years ago. <laughs> okay, but it's gossip. Nobody knows this fact. But Scotty Baldwin, the guy who played Scotty Baldwin on General Hospital, Ken Schreiner, yeah, slept in my apartment. Oh, <gasps> I. A shrine you have, a shrine. We, we, we had a shrine to him for many years. I, I, there was a, I had a female roommate, whose name I will not say, who briefly dated him. Oh. And I, this was one of my earliest coaching gigs. I coached her into what to do and say to make her stand out to him so that he wouldn't you know, uh, treat her like anybody else. And out of all the girls at the gym, he liked her. And uh, coach her in every, every, don't do this, don't do this, say this, do this. The last thing I told her was, whatever you do, don't sleep with him until the third date, no matter how much you want to. And I know you want to. A nice Jewish boy. Exactly. I said, you know, if, if you like him, but if you don't like him, it doesn't matter. And uh, she sadly did not listen to me. Uh, a lot of alcohol was involved, and oh, that was boy. the only time he, he was ever here. But uh, that's my that's my twenty five year old uh, indisputable gossip. Wow, I'm you have honored. heard here, and and all those people out there in 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 the land, they're yeah. they don't know what to say because most that, of them right. don't know who Ken Schreiner is. And that's true. <laughs> and actually, I'm a bigger fan of his brother Will, who was a writer for Letterman many years ago. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, yes, very good. Yes, very I know my. Good, awesome. I, and and they had his. Father's name, uh, Herb Schreiner, was a famous writer. Oh, very big, yes, very I, famous. And, and of course, their great grandfather created the Shriners. No, no. I, that part I made up. <laughs> no, doing so, I was doing so well. I I refuse to have wool pulled over my eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> okay, so so getting back to like I, I started with this little with this, with, a, with this little. Um, area here but what is your take like if you were uh, advising a client for example uh on this whole idea of should you be in in the front of your own social media is it a case by case or is there a general rule like how do you personally feel about it um i i think you should be in the front of your social media so in other unless words, not you're a having company yeah. unless you're a company whose brand should be in front of the social media okay but if you are your brand, mm-hmm. if you are the author, if you are the musician, et cetera, then absolutely you should be in front of your band. And and should you have yourself vetted or just give them – should you have the key? That's a good question. 
No, I'd, I'd have to think about that. Be more specific. It will, you know, in other words, uh, should a person have, okay, I'm just going to go and tweet whatever comes to my mind, or should I send it to my publicist who then says, yes, I'll, I'll, that goes in? Well, once Don't again, do that. once again, there are a lot of people out there who want to be their own person, mm-hmm. and they don't give a flying hoo ha about yeah. the PR person Can't that they're paying three, five, ten thousand dollars to. Yeah. Okay, so so it, it's I've I've been in many of those situations, mm-hmm. seriously many, where the person where the the celebrity would turn around to the publicist who is trying their hardest to maintain dignity for this person. Right. And they'd say, listen, you're just a PR person. These people want me, okay, and they're going to get me. So why don't you go home? not going to tell you who said that, but they, sure. several, several times I have heard that. So, so the question is, again, what does this person want? Mm. Do, they, do they want this, this? Do they need, let's say need, do they need this kind of accolades? So that so that they put themselves out there to be touchable, mm-hmm. um, or and and mean and and nasty to the to the to the staff that they they are paying, or do they, you know, or or, or do they, or they be nice? I mean, you don't even have to be not nice, but you know, whether you want your PR person involved is a thing that goes on right almost at the beginning, mm-hmm. because PR people have learned to ask that now, of course. But even I, when, when I was I was taking Sting in Amsterdam, I was taking Sting around. To, uh, there was a big conference that happened every year, a big music fest conference, and they had this a huge, huge auditorium. It was like a, a gymnasium, and normally the person sits down and and the setups, so the 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 video crews, the audio crews, they come one at a time to the master, right? And they set up, and it takes sometimes a half hour to set up, twenty minutes. And the guys, you know, the guy or the lady is is they're they're bored out of their their mind, and they get they start to eat, and they, and they start to talk. I saw I I witnessed that many many times, even in in New York. Wow. Madonna basically came when when she was nobody, came into to the it was a taping for MTV, and she started to she was. She wanted to make herself known, and nobody was going to look at her. They didn't know who she was, and they had their their guests all lined up. And she was on the floor; her legs were up on the. She was she was voguing, and nobody paid attention to her. So, so it it you know it depends on what's going on. That was just one of those side stories, a public story that you asked me about. But so we were in Amsterdam, and and I saw what was going to go on. I knew that Sting would not stand for this or sit for this. And within moments, after two or three, he would he would leave. Uh, he's very polite, very pleasant. He would just leave, and so, so I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. I, I, I said to him, you, they're going to set up. I'm going to make them set up in in the rotunda. They're going to do the setup. I am going to walk you from setup to setup. They are not going to come to you. You will be the in autonomy here. You will be under control, and and I will be standing behind them. We will have three minutes for each each one because there were six. There were about six hundred. People there were waiting the 600 stations. So I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go two, you know, one, two, three, like you do for camera. And at that point in time, uh, I'm going to also touch the shoulder of the camera people, and they're gonna know that they have three seconds to wrap up or five seconds. You know, Speaking of we seconds, we have yeah, 30, whatever we agreed 40, 60, on, and then and then three, left. and then the three. It was 15, and then it was then the three. Actually, a 15, 10, five, three. 
And at three, I I just stopped whatever was right, going on. Right, but what like, I'm telling you is we now have 22 seconds left. Okay, I counted three, two, one, and if they didn't stop, I walked right in front of the camera, picked Sting up by his elbow, and walked him to the next place. Awesome. I want to thank you so much, Raleigh, or Pansky, for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it immensely. And uh, we will be back here uh, in a week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And learn more about Raleigh on my on my show page, RaleighRPinsky.com. Excellent. Goodbye, everyone. Have a wonderful evening and forever. Good night. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Promote and prosper. Okay. Good night. <laughs>